Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Lincoln Journal Star's Life in the Red podcast. Luke Mullen here at Journal Star Studios again, but a little bit different setup today. Our Amy just coming at us from all the way across the pond over there in Ireland. She made it out there all good, Aviva Stadium. Amy, you know, how, how's it going out there in Ireland right now? Uh, the Wi-Fi is uh, not the best, so apologies if my audio comes in a little rough for all of you listeners. Um, I'm currently in the press area at Aviva Stadium, um, looking out onto the, the pitch that has yet to be painted. It's actually really beautiful. Um, very plain and they're putting a bunch of stuff up so it's definitely feeling more and more game ready um, as we've been here in the stadium for the past couple of hours and it's exciting Uh, football season uh, doesn't feel like it but yet I'm so ready and I know so many of you are also very ready for football to be back too absolutely yeah the the build-up I think you know in the last couple days as you know we've gotten closer and closer to this game um, has been a lot so Episode four of the season for this one, you know, we'll we'll be talking a little bit of Ireland. We need we need some of the uh, the inside report there, Amy. You know what all the different sites you've seen so far, um, and we'll we'll get into the Northwestern preview there in a minute. Um, but you know, just to start off with, obviously, how was um, you know the situation flying out there? A lot of Husker fans that you've seen so far, or what was kind of mm-hmm. um, the setup there to begin with? Yeah, so I haven't seen a ton of Husker fans since I have been in Dublin, but that's because most people who are coming on this trip are doing like a multi-city thing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them aren't back in Dublin yet. Uh, But my flight was packed with Nebraska fans. I would say conservative estimates about 70% are wearing red um, in some way, shape, or fashion with Huskers. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been seeing seeing a lot of that. All the people, you know, obviously, if, if they made it out there, you know, sharing on social media, um, all the different sites. So have you, you gotten the chance to explore Dublin at all? Seen any, any cool places in the city? Yeah, so Anna Reed, uh, the Omaha World Herald photographer, and I went on a pretty lengthy walk yesterday um, just kind of getting a lay of the land, looking for a grist, you know, didn't see anybody wearing Nebraska stuff yesterday, which is why I'm like, oh yeah, they're all out of town. <laughs> um, and uh, we walked down the sea and we went to St. Patrick's Cathedral and we walked by Dublin Castle, um, walked through the Temple Bar area. And uh, this morning I went down uh, the River Liffey on a run, just like right next to the river, and it was really pretty. The weather has been beautiful; like that cannot be, yeah, like o- overstated. Like it has not rained. It rained last night, but we were sleeping, so that's whatever. Um, but it ha- it's beautiful. Like the sky is blue, a little cloudy, but you know, I'll take that. So currently 66 degrees here right now (laughs) definitely yeah well good to hear you've gotten the chance to explore the city a little bit um and you know we've been seeing some of the stuff coming out you know from the husker team obviously seems like the hotel that they're staying at is a a gorgeous gorgeous estate too and you know Mm -hmm. you got the chance to to hear from a few assistants a few players there um at availability uh this morning here this afternoon 
over there where you are. Um, did anything anything kind of stand out or just kind of talking about their, their general focus for the game? Yeah, so they've been talking, um, they talked a little bit about how they were trying to like, put the team through the, you know, the, the ringer yesterday in terms of trying to get over the jet lag. So when they got over here, it landed about like 11 a.m.-ish or so. Um, they didn't let them go to bed. You know, they went straight to practice. It was a pretty light practice. But yeah. The practice nonetheless, and then went back to the hotel, got situated, and then went out to dinner and had a cultural event. And, you know, that's a long day. Like, I personally <laughs> yeah. landed, we landed at 5 a.m., and we took thankfully so grateful for the hotel that we're staying at they let us check in at a.m and uh we took a nap because i could not i could not imagine going on a run yesterday after landing <laughs> let alone doing a for football practice or anything harder than that so yeah no props to them for uh for grinding it out because uh, it's been a, a tough adjustment for sure yeah, no, I I don't envy definitely the uh, the international flights, the jet lag you get from that. <laughs> That's a a long time in the air, and then when you're, you know, what is it, six hours from Central Time? I mean, that's a a big difference mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. uh, but definitely, oh, yeah, definitely, it seems like um, you know you you mentioned the stadium seems like a great setup. Um, you know, seeing a little bit of this stuff on concessions, you know, stuff will be a little bit different there for all the fans who are in, but, you know, great, great stadium for, I think, rugby and soccer they have out there. Um, and, and seems to be, be very, very, they're very ready for this event, aren't they, Amy? Oh yeah. Like I would turn my computer around, but I'm afraid I'd drop it. It's, <laughs> it looks great. Everybody like it's good. It's going to look great. Uh, it looks a little different right now than it'll look on Saturday for those watching at home or those here in Ireland for the game. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, they're working on it. Um, I don't know if you can hear the construction noises, but they've been building some things since we've been here and are putting up a bunch of banners and mm -hmm. making it feel as much like an American football game as they possibly can. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I think it's a, I like the design, just kind of like the exterior, you know, very, very European, mm -hmm. definitely, you know, kind of what you'd expect. Uh, like you said, not a not a traditional college football stadium, but great looking nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're talking about the setup, the stadium, you know, why not get into the, the game details here? So obviously, you know, we've been been looking at this, you know, matchup for a few weeks. You know, it's been everybody's known for a while. It's going to be Northwestern, um, you know, an opponent that really has given Nebraska a lot of struggles you know, throughout that, that Big Ten history. Last year, kind of the outlier, um, obviously 56-7, huge home win. And, you know, in that, in that Sunday presser, you know, there were a few questions about it. Um, you know, how much can you take from that game? You know, how much can you take from last year's season opener? And, you know, what stood out to me, obviously, you know, it's a, it's a new look Nebraska, it's a new look Northwestern. So that kind of goes out the window. But, you know, Frost and a few of the other senior leaders, they kind of said, they were too tight in that game against Illinois last year, which obviously a, a very important game, but it feels like, I mean, this year the stakes could be even a little higher. So I think it's, it's a good sign to hear that, you know, they've, they've kind of taken last year's result and they're working on kind of that mental aspect too, um, you know, staying relaxed out there. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's a balance, right? You know, at, like uh, you know, Garrett Nelson was talking about. You don't want to be, you know, too tight on things where it explodes, but you don't want to do the inverse either, right? Because then it'll get away from you. You have to find the balance of both, and I think that they've been talking about that as one of their talking points this week, and I think that's important. Definitely. Yeah, so I mean, when when we kind of look at this, uh, you know, Northwestern opponent too, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot of new pieces um, offensively for Nebraska, and it's, it's kind of the inverse for Northwestern. I think the, the defense, you know, should be pretty strong for them again. A lot of new pieces um, on offense for them as well, or a lot of improvements um, that they could make. You know, just uh, looking through kind of their roster, some of the top performers from last year, uh, the defensive backs, A.J. Hampton and Cameron Mitchell kind of stood out to me, um, guys who have been mm-hmm. contributing for them for a couple seasons. Um, but definitely their defensive front, it seems like their D-line has a lot, I mean, a lot of new contributors from last year. Um, their experienced guys are gone and, you know, some different players stepping up for them. Um, so I think, you know, def- defensively, Northwestern should be able to, to hold their own to an extent. But, you know, if we're looking at a statistic to watch or, or something to really take into account, um, Northwestern only averaged 16.6 points per game last year, number 125 nationally. So, I mean, they, they really struggled offensively last year. We saw that in the Nebraska game. And, I mean, you know, new season, new chance to impress. I mean, you got to think that they're going to come out here with a little more firepower this time, don't you? You would think so. One of the matchups that I'm going to be watching specifically is how Nebraska's O-line fares against Northwestern's defensive line. Because there's just so many questions for both units. Mm-hmm. And I think that will be a very big contributor into who wins on Saturday. Yeah, no, you're, you're definitely right. And I mean, obviously that battle on the other side of the ball too, um, Peter Skaronski, potential NFL draft pick there for Northwestern. He'll be their starting left tackle. And, you know, Garrett Nelson at the Sunday presser, he said he's excited to go up against the best, you know, one of those things, a Big Ten football. And mm-hmm. that Northwestern O-line just really has to protect because you look at their quarterback, Ryan Holinsky, um, had some growing pains last year in that offense, threw for under 1,000 yards, you know, three touchdowns, four interceptions. Obviously, Northwestern rotated quarterbacks. It wasn't just Helensky playing, um, you know, all season long. But at the same time, you know, I, I think we kind of know what to expect. Evan Hole, returning 1,000-yard rusher. I mean, very Big Ten style, you know, maybe some play action in there. But they're really going to lean on that running, that running game to lead their offense. Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh, that's not a surprise. Um, I will say, though, with Polinski, I feel like things are going to be better mm-hmm. for him this season. I and do. I, 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 gr- just, I agree I with you. I feel like yeah. it's going to be better. So I try not to read too much into that because I just, I don't know. I've got a feeling that he could have a pretty decent season this year. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, just, just getting to, to terms with that Northwestern offense for sure. And I mean, from a from a Nebraska standpoint, um, you know, a, a game they're two touchdown favorite. So, you know, some of the important aspects, you know, things you 
can carry over from a lot of different games, but really, I mean, avoiding the turnovers offensively um, is just going to be so important in this one because Northwestern, to me, they're that kind of team that always capitalizes on those mistakes. Um, you know, play play pretty disciplined most of the time. So if you're going to give them free possessions, if you're going to give them a short field, I mean, that's the way that two touchdown underdogs, you know, kind of make up that deficit and, and make it close for sure. Um, so for for the Nebraska offense, I think that's going to be a key. Um, you know, one of the other things, Amy, you know, I'd be interested to hear what you think about this too, um, because, you know, you, you mentioned the O-line, you know, needing to protect Thompson, give him some time. I mean, do you think they're going to be trying a lot of those, you know, quick passes? I mean, that's kind of one of those early season things, you know, just, just get the ball out quick, get your guys mm -hmm. in space. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Not just because that's the first game, mm -hmm. or like early in the game, but it's the, it's the first game of the season with a lot of these pieces with this offense. And so, you know, you want to build confidence in your guys early. So setting those up early, I think, will give Casey some confidence. Uh, not that he doesn't, you know, right? Yeah. He's a confident guy. But uh, <laughs> when you're in the game, it's, it's easy to pick up on momentum when things are going your way and things can go your way when you slow things down and open things up in space. Yeah, and I mean, that, that offensive rhythm is just going to be so important, too. You know, obviously, you can, you can script out that first drive, you know, to hopefully, you know, get, get some of that connection, you know, the timing with your guys. But what, what you do, you know, to start off that game, the first couple of drives, it's going to help build you up the rest of the way, um, most definitely. And I think the other thing, too, you know, last year we saw, we saw kind of that option look, you know, they, they broke out that package, you know, for a few other games, but it was definitely the Northwestern game where we saw that option look the, the most of the time. You know, no offensive coordinator, different philosophy. I, I don't know that, you know, they're gonna be running the option out there, you know, 25 times a game. That, that obviously isn't, isn't gonna be happening, but, you know, I, I think we, we could expect some of the packages, you know, Frost, when asked about it, he, he, kinda, he kinda hinted that they might throw it in there a little bit. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. This is Nebraska. <laughs> but how much we see it, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe just a couple snaps, a couple different looks. Um, but a lot of it, a lot of it will depend on who's back there at running back, which kind of leads us into mm -hmm. our hot topic for the day. Um, look forward to this for all our different game previews. Um, you know, coming up over the course of the season, we'll always have a hot topic and a score prediction for you at the end. Uh, so, Amy, today for our hot topic, uh, I'll pose the question to you. Who do you think will be Nebraska's leading rusher versus Northwestern? Hmm. I'm going to say Anthony Green. And your reasoning. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just have a feeling. <laughs> well, so I'm I'm high on Grant and Irvin, um, so I felt like I had to pick between one of those two, and I just I don't know. I don't think he's going to lead in every game, but for the first one, why not? Yeah. No, I, I know. I, I'm so convinced. <laughs> I, I do agree with you, though. Um, I think I think Grant is kind of the safe choice here. Obviously, a, a guy who has a lot of experience, you know, playing college football, being a powerful runner. 
um, you know, a guy who can get out there at their early downs and, and chip away for the team. What personally, I'll be really interested to see um, how much do they work Gabe Irvin into the mix because, you know, last year, you know, true freshman guy coming in and, you know, the coaching staff was pretty happy to give him, you know, eight, 10 touches a game there early in the season. Again, you know, a lot of competition, different players in the mix this year. Um, but I think, I think Grant is the guy you're probably looking to get double digit carries. Um, you know, Irvin, maybe if I had to just guess, you know, put a ballpark on it, you know, maybe he gets six carries or, or something like that. And obviously, Jacques Yant in the mix, you know, Ramir in kind of that wide back role. We'll see if he can get a few carries as well. But I'm going to agree with you um, on this one, Amy. I think, I think Anthony Grant, um, the guy that they can look to for, for a lot of those different drives, get him out there on the field a lot and pick up some of those, ch- those uh, chunk yardage that will help him get that offense rolling. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think it's time for our, our score predictions. Obviously, uh, oh boy, a very uh, highly looked after segment. Hopefully, we don't look too foolish. And in a few days from now, obviously, uh, a risk always. And you know, I'll, I'll kick us off here um, with my score prediction. I'm going Nebraska 38, Northwestern 24. And my reasoning, I think, I think that 38 points, um, definitely there's potential that Nebraska doesn't get there. Obviously, I think that's a, a great scoring output because you look at this offense, you look at Thompson and just the arm talent he has, everything we're hearing his connection with the wide receivers has been great. Um, this Mark Whipple-led offense should have the potential uh, to throw the ball a lot, you know, uh, push the tempo like Nebraska's wanted to. So I think if, if Thompson's clicking with his wideouts, if the guys in the backfield, um, you know, can come along and contribute, and the O-line's giving him time, I think Nebraska could get that done, you know, get that two-touchdown, um, you know, win that they're favored by. But at the same time, you know, like I said, any of those turnovers come in you know the special teams miscues we've seen obviously a new unit out there but some of those different factors come into play and I think it could be a lot closer than that 14 point score line Amy what do you think yeah I don't remember what I said in our previous section so I don't have it in front of me um but in this very moment I'm feeling Nebraska 35 Northwestern 17 for a lot of the same reasons that you brought up. I just feel like Nebraska has the upper hand in this. Obviously, we haven't seen anything yet, um, but I just, I don't know. I've got a feeling. Definitely, yeah. And I mean, the, the defense, you know, this, we, we touched on it briefly, but really, I think, I think we should expect a very strong effort from the defense in this one. I mean, the edge rushers, mm-hmm. the linebackers they have coming back, um, you know, we've heard from defensive backs coach Travis Fisher about all the different guys. He has back out there that who can contribute in the secondary. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I predicted 24 for Northwestern, but if, if they did hold them to 17, I think that that is definitely, you know, within the realm of possibility given the talent they have. And that'd be, that'd be a very strong effort from them. Yeah, if uh, Nebraska's edge rushers have the day that they, that they very well could, it's going to be a long day for Northwestern's offense. Absolutely. And a, a few black shirts handed out as well. Um, so potentially some extra fire for those guys who've earned them or the guys who are, are looking, you know, to, to get theirs in the coming weeks. So we'll, uh, mm-hmm. we'll see how that shakes out. Um, appreciate, definitely appreciate you joining us here from, from Ireland today, Amy. 
you know, make sure everybody, you know, follow Amy underscore just on Twitter. She'll have all the different um, updates there from the stadium, you know, live on site um, the next couple days. We'll be here at, at Journal Star Studios following along as well for that game coverage. Um, so appreciate all of you tuning in to our Northwestern preview today. Like I said, stay tuned. Game week finally upon us. It'll be here before you know it on Saturday. Um, so thanks again, Amy, for joining us. And we'll see you next week for the next episode. Thank you. Bye.